this is a bloody mess. Welcome to Last Match Standing, the podcast where we review, relive, and rank the 100 greatest wrestling matches of all time. As always, I'm Spencer. I'm Joey Ryan's penis. And I'm eating gummy bears. And today on episode 26, we have for you uh, a, a listener suggestion from at Wrestling Wallet on Twitter. Thank you very much for this, sir. Awesome name. Uh, from July 26th, 2014, from the American Legion Post 308. In Reseda, California. Beautiful Reseda, California. That's right. From Pro Wrestling Gorilla 11, the Young Bucks versus the world's cutest tag team in a Gorilla Warfare match for the PWG World Tag Team Championships. This is going to be so awesome. I think it's important to say this was not a match we were ever expecting to cover on this show. Oh, no. So... (laughs) PWG has some absolute wars, and there's plenty of arguments to be made for more matches from the LA Indie Giant to be represented on this list. And that being said, there are a few reasons why this one is making the cut. This was, first and foremost, is because it's a listener suggestion. Uh, so thank you so much at Wrestling Mullet. Uh, secondly, this was an opportunity for us to add something extremely unique, and this match is absolutely bonkers. It is like nothing else on the list uh, by far. Uh, so I'm definitely excited to get into it. Um, also, it's a way to showcase maybe a lesser-known promotion um, to some folks that may not have heard of it. So I hope that uh, one of the things that we hope to do through the podcast moving forward is to be able to expose people to matches that they may not have seen or promotions that they may not have had uh, uh, the ability to see before. But this match is on YouTube for you to enjoy. Uh, so we'll make sure once this episode does drop in a couple of weeks, we'll include the YouTube a link in the show notes for everyone to oh, yeah. uh, to be able to, to watch along with us. And please, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> you're gonna want to watch this. Yes, one. this is the <laughs> I think this is the only match that I watched four times in three days because I just could not stop showing it to <laughs> everybody that I know. Oh, I did the same thing. <laughs> um, but most importantly, we're doing this match because my wife, Hope, straight up told me that she would leave me if we didn't. So here it is uh, <laughs> on the list. Uh, okay, so to your point, I, I think it's important to note uh, that uh, PWG is is an incredible promotion. I mean, they, they really are very, very good, and, and they are known uh, across the country um, for being a promotion that that sort of builds stars. Right. I mean, just let's look at this match card just for just a second from PW, uh, PWG 11 from from July 2014. Uh, you've got names like Tommaso Ciampa, Cedric Alexander, ACH, uh, Johnny Gargano, 
uh, Kevin Steen. This is actually Kevin Steen's last uh, show yeah, for it's PWG. Farewell. It's yeah, his farewell. actually, he gives a speech right after this match. If you like the the link yeah. we, we watched, like has his like farewell address right afterwards. And I'm like, oh man, because yeah, like two months later, he's having That's his first it. match in right. at NXT. Uh, you got Brian Kendrick, Roderick Strong, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Chris Hero, and this tag team match is the main event for the night. Uh, so. It, it it is not you know when I'm giving you names like that it should be no surprise. What I'm hearing is the entire current roster of NXT is on this card, <laughs> basically, basically. So it should be no surprise that that PWG will generate uh, what can be some of the greatest wrestling matches ever. Um, and so the good news about this match is that it is accessible, right? It is on YouTube, like we've said before. So we definitely want you to go out there and watch it. Um, we definitely kind of, when we started this show, we talked about how we wanted to, to sort of broaden people's horizons, like Landon said, but accessibility is a big part of that. And yes. so because this is accessible, um, we definitely thought it was reasonable enough to go on the list. And if you, if you watch this match or if you've seen it before, or if you're going to go see it after this, um, I think you'll agree with us that it belongs on the list. Um, so with that, with that in mind, um, it's it's about twenty minutes. Um, on commentary is Excalibur and Kevin Steen, uh, who of course is is Kevin Owens. And actually, does Adam Cole join Kevin he Steen does. on commentary? He's, I think he does. He does. He's briefly there, but he's totally on. Because a point where he's like, "All right, good seeing you, Cole." And they're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, he's in and out. He's in and out. <laughs> uh, and and the referee is uh, Rick Knox. This one, by the way, was a little tougher for me to find. The referee, generally speaking, <laughs> um, is pretty easy to get. But Rick Knox, you are a hard man to find. He is currently a referee for AEW. Yeah, which is why it was a little easier, I guess. But um, we found you, Rick, so thanks so much. And uh, We're always watching. <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> we'll find you, Zebras. Uh, this is a guerrilla warfare match, right? So guerrilla warfare, just for those of you who obviously may not be super familiar with the PWG, uh, a guerrilla warfare match is basically no rules, right? No DQ, no count out, false count anywhere, or whatever um, is is generally how it works. And um, this for the tag team titles entering the match, the Young Bucks are the tag team champions, um, but they're facing uh, the up and coming tag team of the world's cutest tag team, who is of course Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae. So won't spend a ton of time on the Young Bucks. I mean, they're one of the most successful tag teams in the world, making a name for themselves by working as much as possible in as many companies as possible. Yeah. Um, and, and they really just kind of showed the world, the wrestling world, how you can make money as an independent star. And I think that's very important. And uh, I'm extremely proud that we were able to to find a match and that we have a listener suggestion of the Young Bucks because I think, you know, love them or hate them, and there are those uh, critic, there are critics. Right. Um, they're a very, <laughs> uh, very important tag team and, and really kind of an inspiration to a lot of folks. Yeah, I, I think it's super, super safe and super easy to say that they are, um, you know, what I think would be considered one of, if not the most prominent tag team in uh, in wrestling um, for the last decade or so. I think so, especially like around this time, like 2014, 2015 to now, they're like considered to be the best tag team in the world. Oh, they're on fire. Yeah, yeah. they're amazing. Um, so, but... At a time in 2014 where intergender matches were becoming the trend in indie wrestling, Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae came together to form the world's cutest tag team. Having a male and female side-by-side taking on promotions uh, that they best other promotions, absolute best tag teams, as and they work as an equal unit, which was really interesting. And you can see a lot of it. A lot of these cases, in a lot of these cases, Candace outperforms Joey. Oh yeah, well, she's a fucking amazing. 
it, it's really incredible. And Candace had kind of made a name for herself as the intergender. Oh yeah, she would just beat worker. the shit out of men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And dear God, does she do that in this match? Yeah. Oh, like she had a match against like Cesaro before he before he was Cesaro when he was still Claudio, and his like it's hard it's like hard to watch because half of it is just him beating the shit out of her, but she just keeps getting up, and it's like oh suplex? No, I'm gonna suplex you on your fucking neck and win the match. Oh, oh my God, she beats Claudio! Oh my God! And it's like this, yeah, it's like this really good heartwarming feel good story, but you get to ten minutes of him just beating the shit out of her. It, it's incredible. So, but at PWG's DDT four event on April third, two thousand eleven, so a few years before this, Loray beat Joey Ryan in an invitational gauntlet match to advance to a number one contenders match for the PWG World Championship against Ryan later that same night, which she lost. Um, but this night sort of planted the seeds for the formation of the world's cutest tag team a couple years down the road. So they did come together because the Mount Rushmore of wrestling attacked Candice, and Joey Ryan came out to her rescue saying, Nobody attacks Candace except me. <laughs> um, Yay. And so, so we get the world's cutest tag team. And they debuted uh, for PWG at Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll on May 23rd, 2014, <laughs> in a winning effort over Best Friends, who you can see over on AEW nowadays. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor. No longer Beretta, just Trent. Yeah, Trent? Yep, just Trent now. He dropped he dropped the last name. And added a question mark. Yep. Um, a month later, <laughs> in only their second match as a team, they won the Dreamwave tag team titles over uh, in, in Illinois. But b- beyond the obvious women's equality message that World's Cutest Tag Team sends, uh, just by existing. Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, World's Cutest Tag Team also actively supported equal uh, equality by partnering with organizations and donating t-shirt sales to hot topics legal defense funds which i find really really cool yeah um perhaps their most notable moment was during bar wrestling's christmas show um and bar wrestling uh, wasn't that like joey ryan's league or something like that he had a lot to do with it yeah um but but during this show world's cutest tag team were given the surprise assist by none other the Macaulay Culkin in a match against Peter Avalon, Ray Rosa, and Swoggle. Yeah. Essentially, this made the internet explode. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I think everyone knows about that moment that Macaulay Culkin entered a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually to assist the world's cutest tag team. How about that? Yep. Yeah, tie that in. You might you might have forgot about that part. That yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a diehard wrestling team. fan. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's wonderful. I actually watched all three Home Alone movies, or at least the first three. I guess there might be more now. There's uh, like six of them. Hope now. and I watched the first three that were on Disney Plus this, this Christmas. Well, one and two are great. Three is shit. Four is unwatchable. Okay. Three is pretty good. I I like three is horrible. I kind of like three. Th- uh, four and five and six are all unwatchable. I didn't know those existed. Yes, they do. Uh, but You're how, how appropriate Plus either. that uh, Culkin interfered at a Christmas show. Right? The Home Alone. Yeah, no, absolutely. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one, he didn't want to be home alone that night. Oh, <laughs> oh, we appreciate you Woo. listening up to this point, and we'll catch you down the road. Thank you for continuing <laughs> to listen after that. Um, on January 18th, 2018, Candace wrestled Joey in, in a happily ever after match to mark Candace's departure from the independent circuit as she signed a contract with NXT. I think you're her husband. Yeah, it was a, a sad day in the internet wrestling community yeah, it was. that day. It was. Um, but this match at the American Legion Hall in Rosita, California, took place mm-hmm. in front of 350 people. 
That's a lot which for a PWG just, show. It's incredible to think about because when I see the kind of arena that they're in, it's like, well, these are the kinds of you know shows that these indie shows in our backyards yeah. are, are pulling together in the same kinds of places. Yeah, but, like, but you don't see 350 people jam-packed right up against the ring. Well, the thing about PWG is these are die-hard like just the hardest of hardcore wrestling fans, because PWG tickets were not cheap. Sure, <laughs> they were expensive because they were booking well, they ha- some they, of the best wrestlers in the world. They pay the best. They pay yeah. the best for the best talent for sure. That's what the tickets were like two hundred dollars a pop. Well, and, and it speaks to you know just the kind of reputation that they they earned because of that reason. So of course you get as many people as you can possibly fit. Yeah, they they jam pack them in that standing room only three hundred fifty people. It's like two hundred dollars a pop, but those tickets sell out in five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody wants to go. So we mentioned Kevin Steen is on commentary for this one. And I think that plays a larger role in this match than you might think. So <laughs> such the, an asshole on commentary. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> but the Young Bucks are the better team. Let's just go ahead and say it, right? They're the champions going into this match. And they do all of these complex maneuvers in perfect synchronization. Oh, yeah. But video game spots. In this match in particular, they're trying to impress their buddy, Kevin Steen. And it's kind of apparent. If you if you watch, you can kind of catch it every now and then. At one point, they like very early in the match, like they, they brawl the outside in like ninety seconds. <laughs> well yeah, they try and go they actually they're brawling on the outside and they get over towards the announce table just, and Oh, hi Nick. Hi Matt. What yeah. are you guys doing over yeah. here? The ring's over there, buddies. So they're really they're trying to impress uh Kevin Steen, which kind of uh plays into the story of what, what happens in the match. And this is, like we mentioned, Kevin Steen's final appearance in PWG. Right, right. And it is interesting. You know, Excalibur, you know, kind of at this point was definitely the main uh, play-by-play, and and he continued to be for for quite some time for PWG. He's now the main play-by-play for AEW. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. So having Kevin Steen there, because it was always just sort of like a rotating list of wrestlers to to be with Excalibur. I I like him. He is kind of a dick, like you said, but he's not so bad on commentary, Kevin Steen, which is not surprising. We all know his personality, right? Uh, This isn't his best. No. play-by-play work um but excalibur is definitely on point oh yeah and, no, excalibur, but i, I yeah. tell you what it's very difficult to take notes for play-by-play for this match because it's about as mile a minute or yeah. about 50 miles a minute as well you can get. i mean just let's just be honest the bell rings with two chairs being thrown at joey and yeah it literally kids. it literally starts with uh two chairs chairs like, yeah. oh, oh god what's going on they immediately kind of a running theme that we've had on the show so far is man a lot of our matches get off to fast starts no no faster start than this one right here bell rings chairs are thrown in the ring oh shit here we go <laughs> And really early on, Candice gets and okay. I'm just going to go ahead and apologize right now that I cannot tell Matt and Nick Jackson apart. I can. Uh, so sorry. I can. Well, she gets it, one of them in the corner. That was Matt. <laughs> well, isn't it, Nick's the one with his hair up, right? And Matt's the Matt one with his has hair a down. jacket through the first half. For the first of the match, half of it, and right? his hair true. is down. that's true. So Nick, Nick Nick's in the corner. Also, Nick has blonde hair. Matt has brown hair. Really. Yes, it's Didn't hard. To, it's hard to tell. It's sort of the well, footage, the quality but. of the video is not amazing, right? And it's the best we could find. But like I said, Matt has his jacket on for the first like fifteen minutes of this match, and Nick has a ponytail. Matt does not. Sure. So, so Candace gets Matt in the corner. In the corner. Well, wasn't it? Was it Nick? Was it Nick? I don't know. He didn't. I don't <laughs> think was, he had a jacket. It was <laughs> Matt. It was yeah, Matt. Yeah, okay, apologies whatever. Matt. So. Whatever. Uh, the, the, he gets him in the corner, and the series of vicious elbow strikes. I mean, it looks as like she went into like fast forward mode. Yeah. And 
they're just the sickest uh, elbow strikes I've ever seen in my life. Well, we forgot to mention that uh, Joey power bombs Nick onto Matt and then does a tope to Matt immediately. First <laughs> yeah. thing to happen in the match. We're ninety seconds in. <laughs> oh. And Candice immediately finds a dragon mask, puts it on. Yeah, does a tope tornado DDT to Matt Jackson on the outside. Yeah, well, uh, Jackson Irish whips Candace, and she takes the opportunity to just dive through the ropes and hit a tornado DDT. Yeah. Just like, eh, why not? Oh, it's my there. God. Oh, God. So the pace from the very beginning is fast, and it stays that way the there entire are, time. Yeah, there are no rest spots. There are no, let's get a breather. There is, no, we're going to do three more flips. Because, yeah. I mean, like, moments later, uh, Nick is thrown into Matt by Joey Ryan, and then Joey does a flip senton over the top rope to both of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and this is where we sort of start to because we get out of the ring for a while now, right? Yes. So we start to head towards commentary, towards Excalibur and and Kevin Steen up there. And I really like this is sort of a random moment that Hi, kind Nick. of happens. Uh, yeah, kind of while while Kevin's <laughs> Kevin's doing that, uh, they're all kind of brawling. And and uh, Candice hits another tornado DDT, but this time it's because she's she's thrown off the off the stage yeah, it's area. Scary. Yeah, it is. It is. But you can hear a woman from the other side of the room yell, "What's going on over there?" <laughs> and Kevin responds on commentary. They're wrestling, strange woman. <laughs> There's a lot of like that, like them like calling out people in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Uh, but they finally get things back into the ring, and Lorray, who just, I mean, she just the when she gets offense like to her. It looks devastating every time, and and, and uh, the reasons are obvious. But uh, when they get them back in the ring, initially she takes this enziguri powerbomb oh, combo. Horrible. That is just. Uh, by the uh, way, that counts as a power bomb. New streak, baby. There you go. <laughs> New streak. Um, at one point, Nick hops in from the outside to hit a face buster on Candace, and in one fluid motion, delivers a moonsault to Joey on the outside. Yeah, like it is one motion that he does. Like ugh, I can't, I can't get over it. Yeah, I, I could watch that spot on a GIF for like twenty-four uh, one hours. One of my favorite moments is early on. Um, Candace puts uh, the Black Widow onto Matt. Yeah. And then Nick tries to hit her with a trash can, and then she like lets go and does like a basically a poison rana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What am I watching? Yeah, he just hit the trash can, and she just like, nope. And then he smacks Matt in the face with it. It was really good. That's yeah, really and then good. Then she like the she like head scissors Matt into Nick in the corner. It's it's just this is amazing. It's really really fun. Uh, you know that trash can kind of stays in the ring for a minute because uh, Joey Ryan gets it thrown at his head basically oh, yeah. like battering ram style and r- when that happens as if he has any time to recover he gets this ddt onto the apron that almost oh. misses the apron hits the floor it was scary it's scary it's it's very very bold and um, then we get a wheelbarrow gut kick yep yep and then they just beat the shit out of candace and they give her like a double team neck breaker she Lorray takes the hardest back elbow you'll ever see in your whole life, oh. like the spinning back elbow. Uh, it's, That's what I call a Judas effect. Uh, <laughs> it it was nasty, uh, but we sort of get to the scene now where where Lorray is in the corner, and and I think I think Nick went out to get the this bag. He gets a black bag, not before super kicking the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> Joey. Right, right. Super kicks Joey. So Joey's out of the ring. Uh, Nick goes and gets this bag. He he puts it on the on the mat because Lorray's starting to get back up and fight. Um, while Nick's back is turned, Joey pulls the Rolls bag in, from out another. of the ring and replaces it. Yeah, replaces it with a different one. Oh, God. 
Oh, it's amazing. What happens with that bag, Spencer? Well, you know, <laughs> Nick turns around after he's got Larry in the corner and is thinking, it's time to use whatever's in this bag, and everyone's excited. Uh, but what he doesn't realize is that Ryan switched it out. So he goes to pour the contents of the bag onto the mat, and out comes gummy bears. Gummy bears. Gummy bears. Gummy bears. And the crowd starts chanting, you sick fucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Joey tries to dive Matt through the gummy bears, but Matt rolls through, and Joey gets a face full of gummy bears, and when the young bucks stand up, they eat the gummy bears and to they, a chorus of you sick fuck chants. And they, he spits them in Candace's face. He does. He does. Do he does. Uh, so there's a moment where he's like, yeah, uh, Joey spears Nick, and then some, I can only describe this move as like a reverse Canadian destroyer. Because yeah. they're trying to do a sunset flip, and they're like, nope, and then gets reversed, and I'm like, I had to rewind Never seen it. anything like it. I rewound it. I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's like a backwards Canadian destroyer because he's facing the other. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is like next level shit right here. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> so the high pace continues. Uh, Larray reverses a, a move that the young bucks are trying to hit with with the Hurricanrana. Yeah, powerbomb reverses Hurricanrana into a chair. <laughs> yeah, so she, yeah. So this is the second assisted buckle bomb, except this time. Uh, Candace kind of has it spotted. Right. Uh, and the other thing That's different right. about this one is instead of the assisted buckle bomb with the kick, they were going to use a chair. Right. And so yep. Candace is like, mm, you know what? Nope. Fuck that shit. I'm out. I'm going to. And does a hurricanrana to get out of it. But immediately the chair gets thrown into her face. And so, yeah, Nick's Nick, got this chair in his hand. And he's like, oh, okay, well, here you go. And just tosses it halfway across the ring. Smacks Candace right in the face. It's and then sick. Comes my second favorite one of the match. So Nick starts putting chairs in the ring, sets them up. He has three steel chairs and then like the plastic chair from the crowd, but it won't sit right. So he smashes it, throws it out of the ring, grabs another chair. He essentially Judas affects Candace onto the thing, and then he like slams Joey onto it. And he's going to do. I think he's going to take a double foot stomp, <laughs> but he gets a double balls plex. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, Paul, God. would you like to explain what a double balls plex is for the listeners so, who may not know? So the Young Bucks are setting up a superplex for Joey Ryan to Candice Relay, who's laying on top of four chairs. So while this is going on, Candice gets up, grabs both of the men, uh, goes through their legs, gets a handful of their balls, and then does... Their what? Their balls. Their, their what? Their balls. <laughs> does a double overhead suplex to them while they're superplexing Joey... But the young bucks land onto a pile of four chairs and gummy bears and gummy bears, right. and Joey lands on his feet and gets up. Just, just kind of have a, a little asterisk behind every move that we mention that takes place in the ring from now on. They're landing in gummy bears, and the then uh, Candice Ray hits a top rope moonsault to the outside onto both the young bucks, and it's gorgeous. It really is almost as gorgeous as that whirly bird kick. By the way, we're like less than five minutes into this match. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> the pace. I mean, I mean, listen. This is this is Young Bucks wrestling, right? This is what they do, and the world's cutest tag team is keeping up with them. And they've got tag titles on the line. It's the main event, so they're going all out, right? You know, the Young Bucks get in the ring after they have uh, Larray, who gets moonsault on the outside. She she's down for a while, so Ryan gets back in the ring and he takes this. This is a combination that I don't oh, think he I'd gets ever victimized. Say uh, slice bread followed by a shot with the trash can, followed by a four fifty splash onto the trash can. That all happened in, in 20 seconds. And there's also like a shining wizard in there somewhere, right. too. <laughs> Just complete absurd. <laughs> like a double well, super kick. Nick gets up at some point. I think this is right before this. Uh, 
Joey calls for an assist from Candace. So Candace gets up on the apron and grabs her hand. And so they're like holding hands and they're about to, I don't know if they're trying to go for a double clothesline or something. I think so. But Matt is able to hit him from behind. And so Candace I was holding onto Joey's hand. And when Joey falls, Candace falls and gets throat checked from the top rope. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it just just every everything was just brutal to watch, and it was Whoa. so tight. Everything was almost perfectly timed and performed, and, and they were so much in sync. There was great chemistry between these four. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And and after Joey Ryan kicks out of that four fifty splash, the young bucks are thinking, "Oh, we have to do something else." You know, like something else. Like, what's it going to take to get Joey Ryan out of here? So they go for a a tandem. Tombstone pile driver, which would later become known as the Meltzer driver. Yeah, there you go. But Candace is able to uh, get. I'm assuming that was Nick off the apron. Yes, and uh, then uh, <laughs> sorry, she she reverses it, and then Ryan turns it into a Meltzer driver of his own. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Ryan and the Ray they do their own tombstone, um, and it's just. <laughs> It's still just going a hundred miles an hour, and this is when we get the one person in the audience who sings, "I want candy." <laughs> because don't forget, there's still gummy bears. Gummy bears are in there everywhere. Yes, they flying are. across the ring every time someone hits the mat. So everywhere. we get another ridiculous sequence of moves. So Candace gets, she hits a super kick. Sorry, she gets hit by a super kick. She gets hit by a few super kicks. Yes, in this one. she manages to hit a poison canrana. But ultimately, takes the Meltzer driver on the outside. And when she gets back in the ring, there is so much blood on her face. I am terrified. Like, what the fuck happened yeah. out there? After that, after that pile driver, Kevin Steen says, we have a dead woman. Yeah. 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 Well, she, gets, she goes for the dive on the outside and gets caught. And so it's just the perfect setup for the Meltzer driver on the outside. And I... Candace is dead. Like, how do you Has get up from yep. that? Has to be. So now the the young bucks are back in the ring. They go get the original bag. The bag. Uh, and out come thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. Out come thumbtacks. Oh and, God. So uh, you know, during that, Kevin Steen actually does say, um, "It looks like the young bucks will retain because Candace is dead and Joey's about to be." And there's a Schrodinger's table on the outside of the ring. <laughs> yeah. 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 Somewhere in all of that, somebody sets up a table. Yeah, I think Joey Ryan. He while, did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Joey is in the ring. He takes a double super kick, both men. They then force feed thumbtacks in his mouth. And then Matt holds his face there while Nick does a super kick. This is a wonderful callback to putting the gummy bears in the mouth. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Wait at- a second. Wait a second. Y'all smell? Dustin, did you just go get gummy bears? Seriously? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, he wants candy. You uh, sick fuck. You well, sick fuck. Well, oh, as, at as this point, Kevin they are Steen getting says, the sick fuck chance, and they deserved it. Gummy bears are stupid and delicious. Yeah. So <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy for it. So <laughs> after this, Nick replaces Matt's boot with a shoe that is covered in so many thumbtacks that it's not, it's just ridiculous. They're going to super kick Joey a second time. But Candace comes in for the rescue. A very bloody Candace. And I pointed this out to you like the fifth time we watched the match. Wasn't the, her the fifth time we watched this Wasn't match. her wrist tape white? It it was. Not anymore. Because now it's bright red. And they fucking super kick her so hard that I thought she died. 
Yeah, uh, they, they super kick her so hard that her body does like a, almost a, like the upper half of her body does a full twist around. Where oh, her yeah. legs stay where they're planted. And if she wasn't bleeding much before, she's definitely fucking spewing out blood now. Good God. It was the most vicious kick I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. And then just he just, oh, God. And then they're going to do a second kick this time to Joey. Joey ducks and... <laughs> Matt kicks Nick out of the fucking ring. I'm sorry, no, he kicks Nick, and then Nick gets speared out of the ring through a table by Joey Ryan. Right, and so this leaves Candace in the ring with Matt. Who immediately gets a balls plex to the corner. She pulls his boot off, does an atomic drop on his on his shoe. On well, his no, foot. I think I think before... I think that was the setup to the um, the dive to the outside. You're right. Joey, you're right. Joey Ryan Joey did pulled the off, atomic drop. He pulled off Matt's boot and yeah, then yeah, atomic, yeah. atomic drops him. But Candace, Candace does do the ball uh, to into the turnbuckle yes. and then grabs a fistful of thumbtacks. Pours like, them into Nick's pants. <sighs> and then does a second balls plex onto the pile of thumbtacks. So let's let's all just try and go there for a minute, right? I'd rather not. Imagine wearing extremely tight, 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 you know, little shorts, little little uh little jockey white white jockeys, and you have little thumbtacks poured into your underwear, and then you have this beautiful woman who's bleeding all over the place. Grab your balls really tight with the thumbtacks. Oh, okay, let's stop. Overhead suplex. While you have a handful of thumbtack testicles. And there's probably gummy bears in there somewhere. There probably are gummy bears in there. And then you get suplexed onto another pile of thumbtacks. And then immediately, Kevin Owens, no, not like this. This is wrong. And that's enough to get the one, two, three, effectively ending the Bucks' third PWG tag title reign at 560 days. And new PWG Tag Team Champions, the world's cutest tag team. And hey, they held on to the belt for like 10 months. Yes, they did. Yeah, they were yeah. a really good run. There was a really good run. But just think about, this is why this was the main event match. The Young Bucks were the champs for damn near two years at this point. Um, so huge, huge victory for Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan. And I mean, and after this, we get a... Um, a really nice send-off for Kevin, Kevin Steen. Right. Well, yeah, he's Steen. like, all right, you guys, I had a lot of fun, but I'm about to go to greener pastures now. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> really? I, mean, I uh, paraphrase. And, and by a really good send-off, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks kicked the shit out of uh, him. Triple, yeah. yeah, triple super uh, in, a, in, a true, in a true indie wrestling send-off. I was just surprised there was no, you sold out chance. Eh. I mean, I think everyone's pretty proud of. Kevin. Yeah, but they didn't get them. And like normally, we live in an era where like you're leaving, you're going to the other company. You sold out. I hate you. I want you to die. I still love you, by the way. <laughs> I do think it's interesting to point out that Candice LeRae, clearly the star of this match, yeah, is the only woman on the PWG roster, at least at this time, and she's the only woman in PWG history to win a championship. Wild, absolutely wild. And that might be the word I'd use to describe this whole match. I mean, you know, what did I say? Wild is an understatement. 20 minutes and 33 seconds of just complete bonkers. I I mean, (laughs) just, I mean, what do you do? I mean, it's just complete insanity. If you have never seen this match, I mean, do yourself a favor. Uh, Our words cannot really do it as much justice as as it deserves. One of the reasons why we had to watch it so many times was because we missed so much because they do so much so quickly. And it's easy to kind of go, 
Oh, wait a minute. No, that happened. Oh, shit. Where are we? Oh, matches. Oh, fucking my. Oh, shit. I gotta watch that again right yeah. now so I can like take more notes. <laughs> yeah, this this was there was a lot of notes taking. There was a lot of rewatching the match, pausing it, taking notes, rewinding it to make sure you're right, and then pressing play and then going, oh wait, no, that is Nick. Shit, scratch out. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a very difficult uh, match to take notes for, but it is not a very difficult match to enjoy. Oh no, it's Agreed. it's it's Agreed. it's twenty minutes. It's quick. It's entertaining. It's scary, but it's a lot of fun. What's your favorite moment? Oh, the like the double balls plex onto the pile of chairs. <laughs> um, I don't know. The super kick to Candice really stands out to me. Mine. It is the most yeah. vicious super kick I've ever seen. I don't know. Something about Matt getting atomic dropped barefoot onto a pile of thumbtacks mm-hmm. just made me laugh my ass off. Because like he takes the fall, goes, "Oh fuck!" Because you can see there's a moment where he like I guess he forgot there were thumbtacks there. Because um, he's like, "Oh shit!" and actually starts like legitimately selling and not like, "Ow." But actually, one of the things that really brings this, that elevates this match to the next level for me is the crowd participation. Which um, is amazing. Particularly the, initially we get the, the gummy bear spot that gets the ironic you sick fuck right, chant. And right. then later on, you get the very unironic you sick fuck chant. Yeah, with, uh, they force the, feed a man thumbtacks and then kick him in the face. Uh, loved that. Loved and then that. they kick a woman in the face with a shoe covered in thumbtacks. Well, it kind of ri- reminds me of, you know, I think we mentioned this sort of when we did a match in the in the impact zone, how you know it was only double this many people, right? Only seven hundred or so people yeah. in the impact zone, but the crowd really elevated the match. And they had rally towels, right? And they did have rally towels. Um, and so even though this is a small venue, um, the the fans are passionate, and so it they do play a, a big part in the match. Where even though there's only 350 people as opposed to some of our matches that we've covered that have 20,000 people in attendance, right? doesn't matter. Well, hell, we covered a match that had nearly 100,000 people in the crowd. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. So um, really, really interesting point, but I think one that, that does add to the excitement of the match because you can tell everyone is invested in what's happening. So where the hell I don't want to. do you rank this match? Uh, this is the choice. part where I leave. You have no choice. And uh, I have no Spencer, I think you should go first. I really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen... I will draw first blood. Okay, Paul. So after watching Too this late, match... Too late, Candice beat you to it. Good point. Right, good point. After watching <laughs> this match upwards of seven times, I have decreed this is... Number one! I was waiting for it. Yeah, honestly, I, I thought about it. it. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I thought that this match rivaled T.A. and Blanchard for its level of violence. Yeah. So I would put it as the new number 12. Right under T.A. Right and Blanchard. Fascinating. Fascinating. My reasoning being, we saw a woman suplex a man with thumbtacks in his pants onto a pile of thumbtacks. Right. And so that's what makes this match so difficult to put on a list with when everything that it's... You've got 25 matches up there that look absolutely nothing like what we just saw. Yeah. No, the closest thing I think it was T.A. Was and Blanchard just because it was just this violent war. I mean, it, it was a violent war, and so was this. I mean, But so was Cactus Jack versus Triple H, and that is, you know, separated from T.A. and Tully so by, y- like, y- nine. You guys know that whenever I throw my number out, it's... Totally a softball. I'm I understand. To see how you react. I understand, <laughs> which is why we appreciate that you want to. And go I first. think, and I think it's it's difficult to throw something like this that high up on on a match like this because my actual, 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 actual number. 
Oh, okay. It. He's got an actual number. Oh, let's, let's this back is never The actual number was actually 21. Okay, so you would put it under under cactus, and, cactus and Triple H. Underneath Cactus and Triple H. Okay, because that is exactly where I was considering <laughs> putting it. Because I feel like this match doesn't quite achieve the the amount of story that Cactus and Triple H were able to tell. Well, no, they also there's a lot of comedy in it, but comedy like and I, I guess this right now. If you think comedy wrestling is stupid, then you should stop watching wrestling. Because comedy is some of the best things you're going to get out of wrestling. And if you cannot separate like wrestling from the comedic moments, then you're not a real wrestling fan. Well, the thing is we have to take into account a lot of things. And comedy can be one of the things that we take into account uh, when we rank these matches. But we have to look at rewatchability. We have to look at the storytelling aspect of the match. Oh, yeah. We have to look at the overall impact this the, match had on the wrestling community. This is arguably the most rewatchable match on our list. I think it is. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you you also have to look at the stage on which they performed. And that is something that we've used to rank matches. And unfortunately, that's going to be what drags this one down. Because whereas... Yes, we're hoping that by putting this on our list and by putting this on our show that more people are going to see it. The fact is, we never saw it before it was suggested to I us. I didn't know it existed until a week ago. Right. So I, I watched it seven I think, times. I think that has something, you know, that 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 says something about its, uh, you know, just the overall uh, where it ranks on the list as one of the greatest matches of all time. Do you think Do you think it? that's fair? I think a lot of things. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> what I do think, you think I think a lot of things. Um, I, d- I do think that there is something to be said about uh, about the venue and about the stage that it's on because I do think that um, you know a match at at say Dominion um, might be more valuable in than front a match, of like forty thousand people, <laughs> right? Right. Than a match that you know is in front of three hundred fifty people at valuable as in lucrative, maybe. Um, but it. <sighs> It's it's tough, right? Because um, there's almost a part of me that wants to say it doesn't matter if, if it was an empty arena match. Um, if it was a good match, that's all that should matter, right? Exactly. Um, here's here's my stance on this on this match. Um, I, <laughs> I I almost am, am hesitant about my opinion, but it's it's how I feel, so I I'll say it. Be honest. Um, I would put this at twenty four twenty five. Um, really, I would, and it's and it's nothing, and I'm not taking anything away from from Candice LeRae, who I love dearly, or any of these guys who are who are really fantastic. It's just not for me. It's just not my style that I like. It's not your cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea, and it's not the comedy. Like I get comedy, oh, wrestling, I love and, the and comedy. I and I like comedy. Like the gummy bears were hysterical. Like but I really I, appreciate I could, it. I could see people watching the match. Go, no, they use gummy bears. This is fucking stupid. I hate it. I'm like, you're watching wrestling. Yeah, no. It's a show. And wrestling, Enjoy I, the fucking show. I think in and of itself it can be a caricature sometimes. And yeah. that, and that's what it is. And I and I like that for it. You know, I think that's one, I think it, it kind of tells sort of a story of who Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae are by having that bag of gummy bears, right? Um but I, I so I like that because I think that's actually part of the storytelling part of this match that we don't get a whole lot of. I'll say this right now just as an example. Whenever Tanaka and Awesome start like dueling with steel chairs. That's fucking hilarious because yeah. it's so stupid and rehearsed, but nobody ever gives them shit for comedy. Right. So what, you're going to give Joey Ryan shit for comedy just because two years later he uses his dick as an offensive weapon? I, I think that, uh, you know, when I was thinking of matches that this one kind of compares to, Cactus Jack and Triple H, of course, fits yeah. that. And so does TLC1 to me just because— That's true. It, it's a car crash. It's a car crash. It's—, it's I mean, yes, I think there's more. There's obviously more wrestling moves in this match than TLC1. Way more. Um, but there's a similar amount of weapons— and and sort of 
outrageous play with those kind of things, um, just like in TLC one. Uh, just just for me, um, I and I feel I, I so feel like old man get off my lawn. Uh, but I I don't. I, where do you go? Like I just feel like there's a certain point where it's like. I don't like what the fuck do we do because we've done it all already and like these are matches. I feel like there's a lot of things they didn't do that they could have done. Well, that's probably true, but I also feel like they could have gotten a pinfall on anything that happened in the first sixty seconds of the match, that's true. not just that's very, very you know. True. And they continue to do things that. So how do you build a match like you this? don't? You don't. Yeah. And you just do crazy spot, crazy spot, crazy spot, crazy spot, pin. Right, and that's and that's what it is to me. So. I understand. I do understand that that's not a popular thing to say, and and it's not well, that I, mean, I don't like no, the young bucks. I hear you coming. I hear where you're coming from, but um, what you got to remember is there a lot of these crazy spots don't have pinfalls. There's only like three pin attempts in the entire match, and like two of them are broken up by their opponent. Sorry, by their tag partners. Right, right. But I, I, I guess for me, like the finish, I just was like meh. Because yes, it was a it was a ball plex onto thumbtacks, and he had him in his tights, and I get that. But I had also seen Candice Lorraine almost die earlier, and she was bleeding profusely. Yeah, but and, and she came back and valiantly won the day. Right, and that's a good proving thing. that she's a superior wrestler to these men. Right, I understand that, and I'm I don't disagree with that at all. Um, I'm just saying that I saw things that were more brutal that didn't end the match throughout the course. I hear of you. It. Um, so it's just not my cup of tea, and. And that's, and that's I, fine. That doesn't, I, doesn't, I, think, I think there are going to be a ton of listeners that absolutely agree with you. Oh, they are. That's why I gave my whole thing about like if you're going to shit on this match because of the comedy, then you're not a real wrestling fan, right? Because wrestling is based in comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, a, it's theater, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's yeah. It's well, there's, there's comedy. There's strategy. There's tragedy. There's all. There's all kind of shit. And I'm basically just trying to piss off Jim Cornette at this point. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. That totally makes sense. Fuck I, you, old man. You're well, a racist. Okay, but you said you did say you would put it at 24 or 25, which would put it above TLC. Yeah. I'd, Why yeah. is that? I'd put it above TLC. Uh, for Can- actually wrestling. For Candice LeRae. <laughs> and, and there's actual wrestling. Um, but kind of just like Paul said, Candice LeRae does get to kind of make that comeback and and prove you know she belongs. They won the tag titles, um, and I think that's a good story. And and I think it has enough story to go over a match that we don't think had a ton of story in TLC one. Yeah. I agree um, with that. You know, TLC one, the story was, look, we have weapons that we like to yeah. use. Let's use them all. How are we, how are we going to kill each other today? Right. And where this match had, had some of that, but also had this really sort of nice, I wouldn't call it necessarily a Cinderella story, but one, something like that, where it's, these guys were definitely the underdogs, uh, but they, they sort of, lasted through and persevered through this hell to, to get the, but I think the most important thing about it is that Candace, despite like being dead, came back and won the match. And that, uh, for me personally, that just really, really ticks it up a lot because good Lord, when she crawls back in that ring and takes that super kick, I'm like, she's dead. Well, and one of the things we didn't mention, uh, in the buildup to this match is this is actually not the first meeting between these two teams. Uh, the world's cutest tag team did unsuccessfully attempt to beat them in a championship match prior to this. Yeah. Um, so it's um, it's it's an interesting uh, story to tell, and I agree that it tells a better story than TLC one. What about Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon? Let's just do a little crawl up to twenty four. So, if it were going to jump twenty four, what would what would do that for you? Because um, I think it does. I think I think it is a greater match than Kurt Angle versus Shane. I mean, McMahon, we, so. we've 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 all like I mean, I, and I fought for that match to be higher, but at the end of the day, I had to realize that. As much as we enjoyed that match, it's remembered for the calamity that happens at the end. Right. And yeah. if so if you can say that that's why that match made it on the list, then you can say it's because that match was a car crash. It, well, the second half of it is a car You could crash. say that about this match, too. Mm-hmm. The first half of it is an athletic contest. You forget it's a, a hardcore match 
until Cardinal gets pissed off and tries to murder Shane McMahon. <laughs> I think there's a certain, you know, Shane McMahon obviously takes that match down. You know, I, I obviously he's sort of on the receiving end of, of the more brutal moments. I mean, he, he holds his own for a minute, and then he yeah. tries to shoot on Kurt, and then Kurt and embarrasses him. him. Yeah, And exactly. then Kurt tries to kill him. Yeah, so, I mean, I definitely understand why I, why we might put it at 24 over Angle and McMahon, um, mostly because, like you said, the reason we remember that match is not because of the 20 minutes that it was or whatever. It's really for the second half where yeah. um, they just legitimately injure each other. Yeah, they're like, no, Kurt has a broken tailbone, and he's like, I'm putting you through this plate glass window. Does it? I'm going to do that one more time. <laughs> right, right. So I'm a, I'm okay with with going over that one. Like I'm totally cool there. Um, and but that brings us to New Day and Usos. And is that your hard line? Uh, I think it is. Um, I think so too. That because that match also blends comedy with brutality. It does. It does. It's also shot a lot better. But yeah, and I think there is there is some production value that I think you can say certainly adds to it. Um, but it's it's also a story that is, um, one that was built on a long rivalry. Mm-hmm. It really, really was. They're both culminations of big rivalries. It didn't feel like it was brutal for the hell of it, whereas this match feels brutal for the hell of it in some instances. You know what I mean? Uh, it <laughs> Paul Paul's doing the Biggie popcorn gift, which is which is so good. <laughs> Can we make a gift of Paul doing that? Yeah, I think that would be perfect. There's popcorn right there. <laughs> See? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, then I think we're we're agreed. Twenty twenty four. Twenty four. Twenty four. Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer. <laughs> I almost feel I wish Candice LeRae would play Jack Bauer I'd that'd be that. badass I'd they, have blonde, they both have blonde hair they can do it um, yeah man I was coming into this episode I was very fearful because I very much expected to be um, you know I like I was afraid that you guys would be top 10 and I would be not <laughs> top 10 at all and so I, I was I was just I was I was like I was preparing to concede is where I was. No, well, I my was thing playing. was, I mean, I know I said, oh, yeah, number 11. That, that was, like I said, that's my softball. Um, I, I thought about trying to go a little bit higher, but I really thought about it. And at the end of the day, as much as I love this match, it is so enjoyable because it is car crash. It's just fun. It is just absolutely insane. Some of the, like, if you really look at our top 10, these are all, like, storytelling masterpieces. Sure. Yeah. And this match has some story to it, but nothing like, I mean... There's nowhere near the storytelling as we see in like Cena and Michaels. That is sure. that is master. That's theater right there. Yeah. Or like our top three. Those are all. All three of those is like Broadway theater. Like you're yeah. you're not gonna top. You might be more athletic. You might be more flashy, but you're not gonna tell this kind of a story without slowing down a little bit and selling. Yeah, I think there is definitely a place for this and obviously this is this is there a is. style that has just gotten more popular as time has gone on so and, and, and i also guarantee there's going to be some more pwg matches on there because right because our first thing is oh man it's sitting the best pwg match I'm like so there's going to be more right yeah it's, <laughs> it's not like we're one and done necessarily no um, which is why like like we did in the beginning if you have um if you have match suggestions from pwg or wherever you you watch wrestling if you have some some accessible matches that you think um not only should should everyone else know about but you think legitimately does feel like it's one of the greatest matches you've ever seen and so it could belong on a list like this of the 100 greatest ever we want to hear them all because we will happily watch that stuff uh and, and see if we put it on the list because I mean, why not? We we are in no way um, trying to trying to make any promotion not 
able to be on the list, right? Like we want to be as inclusive to to wrestling as possible and not exclusive just because of what promotion it comes from. Uh, and I think that's important to remember. So how are we, 20, 20, what do you say, 24? 24. Um, I feel good about it. I do too. Let's do it, yeah. 24. 24. And most importantly, <sighs> especially to you, Mr. JC, funny does equal money. <laughs> uh, thank you again to at Wrestling Mallet on Twitter for the suggestion. Um, this was well, well, well worth the watch. And we hope you guys, if you haven't seen this match, uh, like we said earlier, we'll have the YouTube link posted in the show notes. So we will be happy uh, to send that your way so you can watch it because it is more than worth your time. Dustin, pass me those gummy bears. <laughs> um, I don't know where we'll be next. I mean, I feel like the last couple of matches, you know, Russ, uh, episode 25 was Liger. Episode 26 was this match. Um, very different. You know, I think we've the season two has been matches that were just so different. I am super, super, super excited to see what we cover next on episode 27 and beyond. Uh, and if you have any suggestions to send to us, you know where to find us on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, on uh, email. You know, you know where to find us, and uh, we'll be happy to to cover and, and watch and rank whatever we can. And I'm happy to take more pot shots at Jim Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Every time. So until episode 27, I'm Spencer. I'm Paul. And I'm Landon. And this is Last Match Standing. Standing.